Come on, everybody, it's the inside trip. So crack a high life and take a sip on that T-I-T. Get up and scream, and you can spell it backwards. You know what I mean. Your boy Brando in the house tonight. Gonna lay it down smooth and keep it tight. When Ben Watson gets on the mic, you better get ready because he brings the hype. It's about that time you already know that nasty trip, this nasty flow. The inside trip that is the show. Don't wind up on your back, bro. Oh, what's up, wrestling fans, fanatics, fanboys, and our mama's boys from Pennsylvania? Is the Inside Trip <laughs> Wrestling Podcast coming at you with episode number 71, post-Cliff Keen Las Vegas invite, the two-year anniversary of this podcast. My name's Brandon Olinger. Please just call me Brando. Join with me, as always, is the number one fan man, all-around ladies man, none other than the law, Ben Watson. What up, what up, what up? I love that. Yeah, baby. Dude, I love your nickname, too. I need a the quote. Law. Ben the Law Watson. I need a, don't, don't call me anything besides that, ever. I don't. But I need a cool nickname, Brando. Ooh. Well, you know, the, the, the thing is, the greatest thing is, I didn't realize you were calling me the Law a lot, and then one day, I was like, I like the Law. And you're like, yeah, that's your nickname. And I'm like, I didn't even know that. That's what I call you, my man. Yeah, the I'm Law. Ben the Law Watson. Brando. Brando. It's in the intro. You can't switch it. I know. My dad gave me that nickname. Yeah. Well, it's got some sentimental value. My dad's not Marlon Brando, unfortunately. Okay, well. Anyway, as I said, the Inside Trip Wrestling Podcast. This is episode number 71. Can you believe it, folks? Do you believe in miracles? I believe, I believe. What is that? I have no clue. You going R. Kelly? I believe I can fly? (laughs) Peeing on ladies and peeing on minors? I'll piss on you. Okay, well, you know. (laughs) All right, watch the eyes and come on. (laughs) Um, Anyway. Find us on Twitter at the Inside Trip One. Go out to that Facebook, you know, that deep dark shithole of social media site. Find our. Did I post it last time? No, I did. Thanks, Brandon. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Find our. Uh, You're our responsible page. for our Facebook from now on. It's the Inside <laughs> Trip. Um, if you want to give us some feedback, probably about how much we're butchering this introduction right now, send us an email to the Inside Trip One at gmail dot com. And as for the podcast itself. You can find it at all your local podcast stations, including Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spreaker, SoundCloud, all that good stuff. Do me a favor. Go out there, find it, subscribe to it, download it, listen to that shit every week. And if you're feeling saucy or maybe a bit froggy, go out and leave us a rate and a review. We also... (laughs) (laughs) You just choked on some whiskey. I got really excited. (laughs) We also got an email address. I already the did inside that. trip one at gmail.com. Send us an email. Bro, I already did that. Oh. God, I suck at this. I think we're getting worse. Like, Dude, no, you're not you, but I'm getting worse. I'm getting progressively you, worse at this, this podcasting. Because you're trying. You jump in and try to do the intro. It's the only thing I'm good at on this podcast. Right. You're good at everything else. <laughs> Don't do the intro, Ben. My bad. My you bad. would literally be like, hey, the inside trip. How about them bug eyes? How about them bug eyes? <laughs> Speaking of them bug eyes. Hey, bro. Bro. Two-year anniversary of this podcast right now. That's that's it. Right now. In fact, I got a little to uh, the no- day. I got a little notification on Twitter today that says, "Hey, it's your two-year anniversary of being on Twitter." The Inside Trip One. That was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. I got it too. Hey, what'd you get me for our anniversary? I got you. Uh, I got you. Uh, well, normally I give you wine, but uh. now you're drinking your own Truly or whatever those things are. You know what I got you? What these nuts? 
Schultz. <laughs> Got him. Got him. Oh, yeah. Got him. <laughs> I wonder why our listens have been down lately. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Cliff Keen, though. It's, great. it's a great thing that our anniversary is on Cliff Keen. I love um, Cliff Keen. You know, the, the little sentiment. Of, okay, so people that have listened um, throughout, basically Johnny Ice, who's listened to us every episode. I don't know if anybody else did. Um, shout out to Johnny Ice, our first fan. Love Johnny Ice. Yeah. Oh, he's the best. He is literally the best. Um, so we were sitting there watching Cliff Keen at my house two years ago, and we're like, and we've been talking about doing a podcast for years. I mean, years, probably two, three years. And I'm like, dude, my brother's got all the equipment. I'm driving my ass down to Cincinnati tomorrow morning because Cliff Keen's on a Saturday. Yep. I'm like, and we're laying this fucker down. I'm like, I don't believe it. I ain't yeah. buying it. I, don't buy I got it. up at like 7 a.m. I met my brother at like 9 a.m. in Cincinnati. He drove an hour there, an hour back, grabbed all the stuff. And, dude, I didn't know how to set it up. We screwed it up. My brother Alex came over that day who's in the music to try to help us set up. Um, we weren't even using What were we using at the time? Audacity. Audacity. Yeah, we weren't even using GarageBand. Oh, man. I mean, it was a nightmare. It was awful. And then, and then we didn't realize that only one of our mics was working, and it was the one right in front of my face. So, and it was also a um, – uh, it wasn't a dynamic mic. It was one of those uh, – I forget. The, basically, the mics that cap- capture everything. Yeah, and, Jason and, Bryant would know. And, and the reason why that's important is because um, – Condenser mic. I am known as the not so loud member of the Inside Trip Wrestling podcast. Yeah, you sounded good on so that. If I'm the not so loud member, we know <laughs> what that makes you. <laughs> it's the loud member, baby. And that mic, I mean, that mic was about as close to me as it could be. And I'm just like yelling and screaming and laughing. We think this thing's about to just lay down. So <laughs> it was listen awful. to it afterwards, and it was the worst, worst sound quality of all time. Our podcasting was below average, but no, not terrible. Bruh, no. If it, we were below average, that would have been that would have been good. It was bad. Okay, it was bad, but it wasn't terrible. You ready to talk I mean, to some wrestling? Yeah, it wasn't like we were like giving up on this, like just give up on this. But the sound cloud, the sound was just terrible. It was awful. So then we figured it out, and you know it took us a long time, but now we're kind of in the groove, baby. We're grooving. To put that in perspective, though, it took us six hours just to figure out how to get the shit to record before we could even do the two podcast. weeks in a row. Two weeks in a row. Two weeks in a row, we couldn't. We kept on forgetting how to do it. We sat in a room for six hours trying to figure it out before we would even record. Talk about being exhausted. I'm literally like telling my wife, "Hey, babe, I'm I'm going to Ben's. We're going to do a podcast." She's like, "Cool." I come home ten hours later, and she, you know, two weeks in a row, she's like, "I'm not buying this podcast. Yeah. You got a girlfriend on the side or something?" She's like, "I know about the pod being, but <laughs> <laughs> she was into it early. You're casting a pod, or <laughs> yeah, casting a rod." Uh- <laughs> Not that I got a log or anything. Shut up. That's Chevy Chase uh, Christmas vacation line. <laughs> <laughs> you log. Not that I got a log or anything. Not in the sense that you're thinking. Oh, okay. We digress. <laughs> Cliff Keen, though. I guess Cliff that's a long story short. We, Cliff Keen was, again, and it is the best tournament, and it can't stop getting better. It, this year, amazing. Holy amazing, shit. amazing. But you know what, Ben? Listen, hey, um... So last year, you know, we did our little podcast anniversary. We kind of played some clips from some of our funny moments. We yeah. told some stories. We really ain't got time to do that because we are kicking this thing off at about 8.30 on a Monday night. And my ass is tired because my wife and I stayed up too late at a concert last night. Hell yeah. Anyway, um, but I do want to say um, thank you for everyone that's helped us. Jason Bryant, our boys from Blood Brown, Kevin and Tommy. Um, uh um, Earl Smith, Earl. you know, Earl's been a big fan, a friend of the pod for right. a long time. Really appreciate that. The guys that have been listening to us and gals for a long time, all our friends out there, all man. of our friends. And that's what made this thing so cool is Ben and I said, the number one reason we did this was to meet new people, 
to talk wrestling with, right. to to engage with more wrestling fans just like us. And oh, don't forget Marky Mark Neiman, it's been amazing. Danny Ranzik, Dan Ranzik, you know, Mark Neiman, all those guys. Yeah, I want yeah. to shout them out specially because we talk to them all the time. Dan Ranzik was our first email. Yep. Yep. And Mark Neiman, you know, Mark Neiman is just Mark Neiman. Marky, Marky Mark, and uh, our boy Drop Tweeting, Drop Tweeting Jeffrey, the first guy that ever picked us out of a crowd just based on Ben's voice. Yeah, yeah. That was when we were standing in front of. Uh, we were standing in line to get in, in. St. Louis, 2017. Saint- yes. Right. And Ben's talking loud as fuck as always, and he's like, "Who's this?" Who's this? He's like, <laughs> but then you got you know you got our, our boys, our Mikey boys, uh, uh, is it Wilson and Hallam? Yep, Mike Hallam, Mike Wilson. Both those dudes have been loyal listeners. You know, you got the Ed Heb crew. I mean, seriously, there's like we've had so many. I mean, I shouldn't be naming names because we have so many people that are like loyal listeners. That Steve like, Westbeld, West, boy Westbeld, them he, titty boys. He calls us the titty boys. The titty boys. <laughs> And I mean, that's because the inside trip, in case you haven't figured it out. You can spell it backwards if you know you what I mean. You can spell it backwards if you know what it means, T-I-T. The inside trip. <laughs> you, dude, I, and, you know, we're not going to be able to hit everybody's name. And seriously, man, all of our friends out there that have listened to us. Because, I mean, dude, we do this. I mean, we we spend money to do this which because that's because we're idiots. But, um, it's, you know, it's because it's fun. we love to do it and we love to talk wrestling with people with so people. yep you're right so speaking of that thank you for everyone that, huh? um real quick before we get dive into cliff keen a okay. couple shout outs sure. one um i'm not this is not a self-plug this is a legitimate shout out we've it's talked a butt plug. that was not the joke you wanted to use for this segment ben i promise as many of you know um because we've talked about it I like to write about women's college wrestling oh. for the open mat. <laughs> Men can wear butt plugs, too. <laughs> I know that. Um, and anyway, uh, started a new edition of the women's coverage for the open mat this past week. We are now doing a women's college wrestler of the month. I saw that. Yep. The open mat's doing yep. that. With the open mat. Um, myself, writing for the open mat. So this month, for the non- month of November, we did our inaugural women's college wrestler, the open mat women's college wrestler of the month. None other than freshman Serena Waldring from Simon Fraser University in Canada. She started the season out unranked. She is now ranked second in the country. She's been lights out, dude. She was lights out during the month of November. She had so many ranked wins, so many wins over uh, All-Americans, including a shutout victory over recent U23 World bronze medalist from McKendree University, Corey Bullock. She had an amazing month. Is she month. from Canada? She is. She's from... Um, from British Columbia. Oh, nice. Yeah, Van- Vancouver, right? Vancouver, yeah. British Columbia. Yeah, yeah. Vancouver, Vancouver, BC. Yeah. yeah, yeah, she's from Vancouver, I do believe. Um, so look, shout out to Serena Waldring. By the way, um, her parents must have caught wind of that article, sent such a such a nice email. Really? That's what makes things To the so open cool. matter of the inside trip. To me. From That's the bullshit. Open, yeah, I helped. Um, you did not. You're right, I you did not. Anything. But anyway, so That's sh- awesome they wrote shout out to Serena Waldring. Will you share um, that email with me? I will. Um, she, she totally deserved it. There was lots of lots of women out there that could have been that would have been well deserved recipients of this. I mean, I say recipient. It's just a, it's just an opinion of one man. But anyway, um, so shout out to her. Um, shout amazing. out to the Open Mat and Brandon Olinger who are spotlighting women's wrestling. Yeah, yeah okay. man. Okay, okay. Seriously, anyway. shout out. Um, also. We got into a nice little debate last podcast about the Montori Bridges and Dayton Fix Max match. Yeah, Remember we that? did. Got into a nice little debate. Um, Jason Bryant hit us up via DM and brought up a point that we didn't think about. 
Think about how many of these times these guys have wrestled as kids growing up oh, in Oklahoma yeah. together. Well, we they know each other. They're both in Oklahoma. We, we said they were both that. Oklahoma, right. but we, no, that, we was not a, that. that was not something right. that we hit on. So great point right there. Thanks, JB. We really appreciate it. All right. You ready to dive into Cliff Keen? <laughs> uh, let's go deep, baby. Line by line brackets. We'll be here till about midnight. That's not true. We're going to give you the Cliff Notes version. But I would love to do it. I would love we to do it as well. We just don't have time. Yeah. You just want to start at 125? 125. All right, man. I'll tell you what. Why don't we trade off? All right. 125. You start with 125. Let's just start off. You give me your initial, like, off the top of the head, initial thoughts sure. about the 125. Sure. You know, because we're, we're cutting it short, I'm kind of looking at the quarters and beyond and then some of those special, of course, of some of those special Conti matches. Um, a guy that we both knew who he was that I wouldn't say we slept on, but we didn't identify as a sleeper, Brent Fleetwood. Hell Fleetwood of a Matt. tournament, my friend. Hell of a tournament. That guy, um, um, excuse me, I just, I just uh, he ended up taking fourth in the tournament. He had two great upset wins. Two great upset wins Thank in you, this tournament. I accidentally knocked the brackets down. No, it's okay. I mean, um, I, I kind of knew where you Well, were. he beat Zeke Moisey 10 to 3. Right. Two time All American returning finalist, or no, finalist 10 to 3. Oh, no, and Louis Hayes 4 2 before that. This guy was rolling. Let's go a little bit further, okay, Ben? Um, Brent Fleetwood, formerly of Central Michigan, transferred Chips. to North Dakota State. All right, wrestling out up there for um, um, Roger. Uh, Roger Kish. Roger Kish and, and Gerard, Gerard Garnett. Garnett. Um, it had a had, had a phenomenal tournament. I agree with you. He was unseated. He knocked off in this tournament. He beat the four, five, and six seeds on his way to a fourth place finish. Yeah, you just Great need to tournament. do this and let me chime in. You're better at this, anyways. <laughs> Shut right. up. No, I'm no, serious. I, I wanted to. No, get I'm you. being serious. That's what needs to happen. <laughs> I wanted to just get your initial thoughts. But you're right, man. Um, look, dude. He uh, and he looked good. He looked real good. He gets out on those single legs, and I tell you what, he was doing. He was scoring a lot from reattacks where he would stuff the head on the guy. And, you know, you think it's so simple, but it's actually hard to get to those angles. He'd stuff the head, and as he'd allow the head to pop up, boom, sweeping, sweeping singles. He really beat up on Moisey. Um, I didn't see the Louis Hayes match, I'm not going to lie to you. Um, but I saw the um, uh, that the match against Moisey. And, I mean, I went back and watched it twice because I was like – because I'm high on Zeke Moisey. Like, two-time All-American, tough wrestler. He's battled injuries. He's a bruiser. He's big, 25-pounder. Fleetwood, I think, is a senior 25-pounder. Yes. Um, yeah. He, he whooped him up. Think about Moisey. Look, I'm not taking any away from Fleetwood. Amazing tournament. But let's let's put things in perspective. Look, Moisey doesn't really always have the greatest of regular seasons. But he's a guy, if he's healthy, that can turn it on in March. And he's done that twice. Made right. the finals once. All-American last year. Um, but did you expect a 7 or 10 to 3 Drubbing? You don't. By the way, Brent Fleetwood? You don't. You, 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 Who's always you been really there, right? Don't. National, multiple times. Bubble national guy. Qualifier. Bubble guy. Bubble guy, yeah. You know, real solid guy, but never. Now he's going to be ranked decently high, I've got to imagine. Yeah, he's going to he's gonna get in the rankings. Probably, I would say, probably top 12, 12? top 13. I was about to say 12. Yeah. Top good. 12, 13. Um, aside from Brent Fleetwood, um, one, two, and three went chalk in this weight. Sebastian Rivera. Obviously, the champ, he was the one seed. Ronnie Bresser, the two seed, was runner-up. Um, third place was Sean Russell. He was the three seed. Three All-Americans. Three all You're right. Um, so, I, I'm going to say this real quick. Sebastian Rivera looked really good this tournament, okay, as you expected him to look. Um, I know when you and I did our preview picks, you picked Bresser, picked to, Bresser. To, to be the champ. I picked Rivera. Um, Sebastian Rivera did not disappoint with his offense, 
in his match against Ronnie Bresser. It was a very close match. Bresser actually had the lead in the third right. period. Right. But I thought he was going to win it. Rivera's pace was too much for him to handle. Bresser looked like he was tired at the end of the match. Like he just, it was taking him forever to get up, taking him forever to get back to the center. And Rivera was just hustling back. And I think that was the difference right there. Well, and I think that just Rivera's, we've, we've talked about his pace before. Remember when he had that tight match with Nicky Suriano at uh, Midlands right. last year? He's got a pace. Because Bresser is not the guy that's typically out of shape. He's really not. I mean, you know, we've seen him fade a couple times, but not, like, significantly. I think Rivera just wore him out. He did try to go inside trip on Rivera. Dude, yeah, Rivera wasn't know, having it. He wasn't he, having it. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, so I thought that I thought that was a great final. And, um, you know, I think those are two guys that are going to be competing to make the finals. Right? I mean, those You're guys right. are going to be competing to make the finals. I mean, honestly, those guys are going to be – are going to be in the running for the two and three seeds, okay? Um, they, they both want to be on that bottom half. Yeah, of the you don't want to be the four. You don't want to be the four. Or the five. Yeah, there are two, three, or six is what yeah. they want. And those two guys are probably the favorites to be the two and three seeds right now. It's definitely how it's ranked. Um, and, again, they're going to see each other again, and those two, are, like you said, are going to probably face each other or be you know, expected to face each other to make the finals against Spencer Lee. Um I thought Rivera looked really good, man. I was really impressed with him, especially for a second-year guy. But did he put? Did he? I don't think he extended himself so much to where we, we're not thinking that Bresser can't get. Not at all. No, later. not at all. One other guy I was impressed with, and um, was Drew Matten, only because I think he'd taken some lumps earlier this year, and he took a lot. Of, he he came out like gangbusters last year at the start, and everybody was like, because he remember he was replacing an injured at Assad or Acid. He came, he was redshirting. Then. I I may have this. Mixed up. It may not be this guy, but I think he might have beat Sean Russell right out the gates last year. Was it Sean Russell? He beat an All American right out the it was, gates. I think it was Russell, and I thought it was Russell. He beat Russell, and yeah, I think it was Russell. And then he beat Lezak later on in the duel. Um, you know, he he he's got a nice win over Zeke Moisey at, at, at this tournament, and then uh, you know ends up taking taking uh, taking fifth, I believe. Yes. So yep, took fifth um, with he, a win over uh, Piotrowski, who's another good win, always a guy that's always there. Wrestled, um, Pytrasky wrestled Russell to a tight match. This was a tough weight if you look at it. Of guys, every guy but Schroeder has significant um, national level experience. And Schroeder, he just he wasn't starting last year because Welch was the starter. You know, it, it was a tough weight, and you know it didn't have kind of the flair that some of others did because maybe twenty five is a little down when Rivera's ranked two. Point. But I think that Rivera is going to end up being a guy where we're like. Okay, he's ranked two. We're not super hot. We love him. He's a return All-American. But at the end of the year, we're going to be like, dude, Sebastian Rivera is legit. Like, he might end up being a four-time AA for sure. I Honestly, you, you know, anything can happen. Anything can definitely happen. Um, things get crazy at the national tournament. But, look, Rivera is well-deserving of the two seed. And I have no doubt that if he stays healthy and continues to do what he's doing, he's going to be a four-time All-American. Um, the unfortunate thing is he's going to have a guy like Spencer Lee in his weight class all four years. Um which yeah. is just unfortunate. Well, Lee might end up going up. Who knows? We don't. We don't know. I mean, you never know. But yeah, so I thought that this was a neat weight to start with. I thought it really had some firepower that people didn't quite understand. Um, because I still think, you know, maybe that's just, I'm really high on guys like Piotrowski, and uh, you know, I, I I think that he's a really good wrestler. I do still have a lot of faith in Zeke Moisey. I get your point about he's not always you know competing really high level earlier in the season. Um, but I thought this was a a great starting weight. Props to Sebastian Rivera for beating Ronnie Bresser. Two All Americans wrestling in the finals. Of course, that's pretty neat. Of course, that's pretty neat. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
Biggest upsets in this bracket, yeah, in my opinion. I mean, the biggest upsets was Fleetwood over Louis Hayes and Fleetwood over Moise. Um, Louis Hayes then, not placing. Right, Louis Hayes not placing. He dropped down in the concies. He got beat by Kobe Smith from Missouri. Um, now, granted, Kobe Smith is a guy that spent his time at 141 and 33 at App State before transferring to Missouri. Um, but when I watched Louis Hayes' matches, especially the match with Kobe Smith, um, I was really disappointed. I mean, he spent the majority of the match of the match with his head on the mat. He just did not look, uh, he, he just did, he looked like he didn't want to be there. So I don't know what was going on. I was surprised. And this is a guy that placed at Cliff Keen last year and was around a 12 guy at nationals. Right. Look, I'm not as high on Louis Hayes as you are, but I'm certainly, I certainly think that he's a capable wrestler. I was very surprised with these results. One guy that I was also surprised with, the guy who kind of uh, made his mark last year, early on in the season, who didn't do anything, is uh, Schwarm from UNI. Good you know, point. he made his mark earlier in the earlier last year by having a, uh, I think, a decent Cliff Keen. I think he placed at the Cliff Keen. He, he might have made the finals at the damn Cliff Keen. I don't think he made the finals at Cliff Keen. Yeah, I know he had. I know he had a good that. scuffle. I don't remember about the Cliff Keen. Yeah, no, he. I think he made the finals at the scuffle and lost to Darren. He, Cruz. he did. That that is but, true. But we knew his name before that. But, right. You know, like he, I think he had a decent Cliff Keen. I remember somebody was like, "Hey, well, pick this dude up." He fantasy. lost first round, and then Louis Hayes lost, and Louis Hayes beat him in the concies to put That's him right. out. That's right. If I so, recall. Um, you know, so I thought this was a great. Uh, did you see the one last thing? And I'm just going to go Buckeye here. Did you see the Bracken Mead Hellickson match from Harvard? I did not. Okay, so Mead locks him up, cradles him, throws him to his back, for, and he gets a two takedown. And then his foot touched a wire. So they called it out of bounds. His foot touched yeah, a wire. And he had him on his back flat as a mofo. His foot touched a wire, so they called it out of bounds. And somehow Hellickson got on top and pinned Mead. It's it it bullshit. <laughs> it's complete bullshit. You know? So, I mean, Hellickson, uh, Hellickson from Harvard went out the, um, um, the, the round after that. So, But, uh, you know, gosh. All right, let's go ahead. We could Look, you know, we and you, we could spend hours just talking about a single freaking bracket, but we can't do that tonight. We said we weren't going to do that tonight. Um, let's go ahead and move on to 133 pounds. Now, this weight class had a lot more firepower. Um, yeah, this uh, weight class uh, is loaded. You know, a lot of great things going on in this weight class. So what were your initial thoughts on it, man? Ooh, uh, man, I'll tell you what. A couple of things. For one, okay. Nikki Siriano looks great. He's pretty good wrestler. Looks now. real good. Um, and the, uh, besides that, not to state the obvious, fellas, we got a new contender in Mickey Philippi. Yeah, well, who the, I'm not saying he's contending for the title, but... Um, He's not no longer going to be ranked in the in, in the bottom half of, of the top twenty. He's the best freshman that's been in college for three years in this weight class since <laughs> Steven Meechick. Point. Steven Great point. He was a freshman at Virginia, right? And then he transferred. A freshman at Pittsburgh and sat out. Shirt sat out, and then somehow he's a freshman. And now he's a freshman, just like Meechick. Somehow was like because I think if Meechick did like three <laughs> Olympic red shirts or something. <laughs> no, Philip. Did you? Uh, so I read an article, pretty cool article. Um, uh, about because we'll talk about Philippi Pletcher. Um, they're both in the same area. Yeah, both three times good state, friends. Both three times state champs from PA. Pletcher Triple um, A, Philippi Double uh, A. Mm -hmm. They train over Thanksgiving all the time, and Pletcher's won like something like seven in a row against them in high school, and then Philippi finally got him once, and it looks like it's rolling over to college, man. And you know that was Philippi just his ability to ride why he won that match. But but initial thoughts besides that, I mean, obviously Philippi. Look, what are you going to say about a dude that goes out there and, you know, in the round of 16, he beats uh, Sakura from uh, NDSU. 
I, I believe, right? Yeah. Cam Scorn. Yep. Who, you know, national level guy. He was my sleeper guy in this week, yeah. class. My and sleeper pick. And then he goes, that was a good pick because he took eight. Score. And then um, he beats Lezak 4-0. And now I watched that match a couple times as well. Same here. Yeah. I'm, I think that Lezak will win it next time. I think that Lezak was a more offensive wrestler. And I think that he got in on Phillippe's legs a lot and just wasn't able to finish. He's going to finish one or two of those. Um Okay, so let's dive into Lezak real quick. You know, you, or go ahead. So listen, I just got something to say. And no, it's okay. No, and, and I definitely want to hear it. Like, I agree with you that I think Lezak will win that match next time if it happens. Okay, um, and no disrespect to Mickey Philippi. Right. Um, We're allowed to make our is it Philippi or Philippi? It's Philippi. Philippi. Okay, just making sure. You know, you and I butcher names like a mofo on this. That's thing. what we love to do. That was what we do. Um, but one of the things about Lezak against Philippi. And in his match against Pletcher, which we'll dive into as well, is that while Lezak can be underrated on his feet, his best offense is scrambling off of his opponent's shots. Okay, He can turn his opponent's shots into some great scramble situations and typically can come out on top in those situations. He could not do that against Philippi or Pletcher. They beat him. So so is Lezak, right? Right. But... You know those PA boys? They invented scrambling, and they really did, man. I because I just remember going to college when I when I went from Ohio to PA, and that was in two thousand and two. And scrambling was just—I mean, scrambling was big, but not like it is now. Like the level of technique, and I had to learn early on to hide them damn ankles because there yeah. was guys in the room that I could yeah. beat. I like look Ohio. We're awesome on our feet, right? Absolutely. And I would get in on these dudes like it wasn't even a thing, right? Boom, bang, single leg, dump. But you know what? I kept on getting funked because we didn't handle that shit like, you know, like they do in Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania, they were the birth of funk, man. It's so – I mean this is – it's so funny you make that comment that you just made because, you know, one of the things I got to do this weekend was high school season kicked off. Right. right? My son's first high school wrestling tournament Hell this yeah, season, baby. okay? I spent three and all, two. all day Saturday watching, went three and two. It, it was like live by the pen, die by the pen. <laughs> um, but – I had to tell him there was a couple of situations where a guy would get in on his legs and Dominic bailed a little too early. And I was like, look, the fight is just beginning when a guy gets to your legs. Right. All right. That's, that's when the, the fight is easy. Part, yeah, getting right. to the legs is easy. So if a guy gets to your legs, who cares? That's when the fight just starts. Right. And you got to be able to battle from there. Like you said, and that's when you learned real, real easy. When you got to those guys legs, they weren't concerned because they knew nope. the fight just started. Yeah. No, I, I learned fast that you got to hide them ankles. You got to hide them ankles on any shot you hit because if not, they're grabbing them, either a far ankle or a near ankle, and they're rolling you through or they're popping their hips through. And you know, and you can just tell that Philippi's a textbook Pennsylvania wrestler like that. Rides well, um, too. Rides oh, well, yeah, real he, well. He, he throws a boot. He yeah. throws a boot. What I wanted to say about Lee Zach, and um, this is just kind of, uh, um, uh, you, know, you know, it's not necessarily relevant specifically to this tournament. What I wonder. So he's not turning people quite as much at the top level as he was at um, at um, at one twenty five, and I think it's not so much strength because uh, Lee Zach's definitely a full size one thirty three, but I think he was so used to wrestling shorter guys at one thirty one twenty five, he his leverage advantage isn't quite as much as it was, and you know he was able to ride Philippi, he he, did. he, he rode him out. He did. I think he rode him out. Uh, uh, I think he rode him out the entire period. And because um, Philippi got a takedown, and, yeah, and then he got a takedown in the third, but he wasn't able to turn him. And there was other matches where he wasn't able, I mean, he couldn't turn Pletcher, you know, even though Pletcher's shorter. I mean, I think, I'm wondering if Lezak's going to struggle with these bigger guys on turning them. 
He's going to be able to ride him, but is he going to struggle turning him? And if that's the case, if he's going to struggle turning him, Lezak is totally underrated on his feet. He's got great single leg attacks, great single leg attacks. But if he's not going to be able to turn him, it really neutralizes a big part of his game. And we saw that here. He ended up taking fourth in this tournament when, you know, people thought that, uh, I mean, I think that he was uh, the, the three seed. Yeah, you he know? was a three seed. Yeah, yeah. So he almost wrestled the seed. But. You know, but yeah, he, he almost wrestled the seed. Obviously, Philip, he showed up and kind of, you know, broke the bracket up a little bit there. He was the party buster. Yeah, and that's okay. Um, I agree with you on the Lezak, you know, uh, observation. I think he's also a guy, look, you know, he can be a slow starter at times in some seasons. He figures it out. He's great coaching, great wrestler, two-time All-American, national finalist. Look, he'll figure it out. He's definitely going to be in the mix come come March. That's, oh, that's absolutely absolutely guaranteed. Um, I'll tell you what, man. A couple things. I thought John Ernesti wrestled a really good tournament, okay? Now, granted, he was the four seed, all right? Placed fifth. Again, Philip, he was the bracket buster right. there, okay? But, 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 I mean, you could sh- you ro- you put these people on a container and roll them out like dice, and these guys He are- gave Suriano his best match. Right. So he lost to Suriano 3-2. Three 3-2. Two. Three two. Um, y- y- you know, and then he, he also lo- beat he- a really game Chaz. Or, no, he didn't beat Chaz Tucker. Uh, he, be- he beat Montori Bridges Montori for Bridges. fifth and sixth. That's right. Bridges yeah. lost first round, battled all Road the way Warrior back. Road Warrior of the Week. Yeah. I mean, he didn't finish third, but I swear I'll give it to him. Yeah. You know what? I'm okay with that right now. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Um, and Pletcher, you know, it's, it's tough to say Pletcher had a bad tournament because he had one upset loss to Philippi, who's bracket busted, and then also beat two All-Americans, one in Bridges and the other in Lezak. Great point. I mean, Pletcher had a really good tournament. Yeah, should he, yeah it would have been great if he would have taken second because I, I, I favor Soriano over Pletcher. I think that, you know, it's hard not to. But, you know, he loses to Philippi. It's an upset. It's a guy that he's wrestled a ton of times. It probably stung a little bit personally because oh, I'm boy's sure. back home. Yeah. Like, you know, but then, you know what, all he has to They're do is. They're going to be teasing over Christmas right. break. You know he's going to be teasing right. him over Christmas break. He's like, break. I ain't wrestling you, Philippi. Stop putting that leg in. But you know what, his next match was against Montori Bridges, a guy who he's traditionally wrestled tight matches with. He goes out and he does what he needs to do, wins that 3 1. And then he, he beats a guy who, and Lezak, who I thought would give him trouble. And he was able to get out on him. He was able to get out, and that match was close. It was a close match. And sure. it's a match, that right there is a match that I am looking forward to seeing wrestle multiple times the rest of this year. Because I'm not. <laughs> completely different styles. Completely different styles. But the one thing they both do well is I do believe they both scramble really well. Okay? And sure. I, I can't wait to Pletcher's see. Pletcher's underrated scrambler. Yes, I can't wait to see Pletcher and Lezak wrestle more in the future. Pletcher. I think I think they're going to go back and forth this season. Pletcher got that rubber knee. And if you got a rubber knee, it, it can help you, man. Especially against a guy like Lezak who's a single leg guy. Yeah. So, you know, Lezak gets in on them single legs. If you got a rubber knee, you're able to put yourself in those positions that they'll call potentially dangerous. Um, you know, not to be outdone, I think that we've got to say that, you know, Nicky Suriano just wrestled a great match. You know, in the quarters, he had uh, Corbin Meyer transfer from Edinburgh, who is definitely legit, definitely legit. Um, he In most years in 133, he'd be considered an All-American candidate, just not so sure here. And then he beats Ernesti, who's, you know, could be a stylistic matchup or stylistic nightmare for anybody. And then he goes out and, I mean, he does what nobody else in this tournament could do and not only beat Philippi, but he beats the shit out of him. And I tell you what, um, Nick Seriano right now probably, to me, is, is my favorite at this weight. I, I told you that country. last week when we were talking about CKLV picks. I said if you were going to force me to pick a champ right now at 133, I'm picking Nicky Seriano. And I think we both picked him to win this. I, we did. We I, did. I, you know, I, 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 it's hard for me to— <laughs> And mad props on you. You picked your sleeper, Philippi. 
I don't know how much of a sleeper it actually is by rankings that met the criteria, but we know he has the pedigree. But no, I mean he uh, he, he did, he did I well. I forgot about that, but no, yeah, he did well. Uh, I, I'm looking forward to uh, Nick Sirianno to continue to be battle tested. Um, I, I I can't wait to see a Sirianno Pletcher match. I'm not saying Pletcher has no chance in that match. I'll never say anybody has no chance. The the, the problem with the problem with rec- wrestling Nick Sirianno, I mean, unless you're Spencer Lee. Um, <laughs> and that's no, and maybe no, especially amazing. And maybe maybe Seth Gross or Dayton Fix. I don't know. You, is that he's just he's one of those guys that's so strong in every position on the wrestling mat. Um, great attacks, great finishes, gets out from bottom. He great can ride. Defense. Great defense, grind you, and even I mean, maybe even most important. An amazing, an amazing pace. And when you combine all those things together, man, how many guys can actually keep up with that? Well, that's that's my. You're question. probably talking I'm, one, two, maybe guys to really keep and up. It could just be Spencer Lee. Good. I'm, I wouldn't argue that. Um. Anyway, so biggest upsets in this bracket. Uh, if I was going to say, I would probably say one. Noah Gonzer over Montori Bridges. Um. Again, Montori Bridges was an All American last year. He is not having the greatest start to this to his season this year. Um. But props to him for losing first round and then coming back and taking sixth place. Obviously, Philippi with the wins over Lezak and Pletcher. Um. Even though some people on social media were talking about Lezak over or Philippi and Lezak was a coin toss. I don't know. What, what do you mean, like, before they wrestled? Yeah, like it was a coin toss, like, you know, either I, or. I mean, definitely not based on results in college. You're right, because I went back and looked at Philippi's results in his redshirt years, and I really think his best wins may have been over Corbin Myers. Right. Now, he lost close to some people, lost close to some good guys, but he had, some, you know, his best wins was probably like, you know, against Corbin Meyer, a guy like him. Um, so to say that I was expecting him to come out and, and, and knock off a couple of All-Americans on the way to making the finals here at, uh, at Cliff Keen, I, I wasn't expecting that. I mean, as a sleeper, I wasn't expecting that. I wasn't expecting this. You know, I was expecting, I was expecting him to place, like, top five. Um, but anyway, just like 125, uh, 133, your your finishers, your placers, Nick Suriano, 1 over Philippi, Luke Pletcher, 3 over Lezak, Bridges, I'm sorry, Ernesti, uh, 5 over Montori Bridges, and then uh, Charles Tucker, Chaz Tucker from Cornell, uh, took 7th over Camp Secor from North Dakota State. So let's go ahead and move right on to 141. Um, all right, real quick. It's your turn to give you your first thoughts on on this weight class. Uh, but for I can do the that. listeners, um, top eight placers, number one, Joy McKenna from the Ohio State University. Jaden Ironman, number two. Kanan Storr, third, over Dom Demas. Josh Albert, fifth, over Michael Carr. Sam Cribbis from University of Virginia, over Sam Turner from Wyoming. Ben, what's your thoughts on this weight class, my man? Well, you know, besides the fact that Joey McKenna is legit, and we're gonna oh, get in, we're gonna get God. into that, and he just shuts people down. Dom Demas is going to cause a lot of people trouble this year, man. He's going to cause a lot of people trouble this year. He gave McKenna his toughest match, and dude, I mean, I know it was eight to three, but you know, you could tell towards the end of that match, McKenna didn't want to have anything to do with engaging with Dom Demas. That guy's a home run hitter. And, you know, I think that's how he pinned uh, Limix again. He pins Limix again. He reached back and, like, headlocked him from bottom. No joke. Flynn no, style. He whipped him. Ten whipped him. <laughs> no, I like, yeah. I, you were but, going... I mean, holy shit. Dom Demas' problems. Kanan Store. 
Looks good in that Michigan singlet. Kane and Store. Looks good in that Michigan that singlet, That was my huh? sleeper in this bracket when we did our uh, CKLV preview. And you're right, man. Um, Kane and Store looked like a whole new wrestler than what he was at Iowa State. I mean, this guy battled. Absolutely battled. I mean, finished third behind McKenna and Ironman. Oh, that's a pretty good group to finish Ironman behind of. his toughest match. And honestly, I thought Store was the better wrestler in that match and had multiple chances to win that match. I'm sure you watched it. Oh, I definitely watched Absolutely. it. Um, you know, in a match that tough, it's tough to pick who is the better wrestler. But I can tell you one thing. They they definitely, there wasn't a huge separation between the two. I no. mean, it, I wouldn't say better, either one was better. I'd say they both were equal. I would put them on the same plane right now. And, and not only that, but Store beat Albert, 6'3". Yep. He beat Sam Turner, All-American. He also beat uh, um, Sam Turner uh, All American. No, excuse me. Gosh, Sam Turner National Qualifier, and he also beat the red hot AC Headley and Chad Red. Yeah, and Chad Red, who was an All American. That's right, and you know, and, and I liked that win against Headley too. Again, you know, he because Headley beat Limix, um, you know, and, and Store beat him. I think that uh, I think that honestly, the third and fourth place guys are, you know, they've got a shot to make some noise here at the NTA tournament. Oh, I agree with you. Look, you know, McKenna and Ironman were. Head and shoulders, the top two guys in this in this bracket. There was no uh, no McKee. McKee didn't wrestle at this tournament, obviously. Um, uh, so that kind of you know lost a little bit of its luster on the bottom half of the bracket. He probably would have been the three seed, right. I would assume. Um, Mikey Carr triple dipped, went all the way to six, man. Makes yeah, semis loses the Ironman triple dips. I mean that that just goes to show you. But Ben, I think McKenna just keeps looking better and better. Every week he wrestles. Oh, Mikey Carr medical forfeited, so that's how I triple dipped. I'm sorry. Um, oh my goodness. Yeah, let's let's talk about McKenna because I I think he's deserving of basically the majority of this conversation. And this is not because we're Buckeye homers. No, I'm, I'm putting that out there. I, we all know McKenna is not a big point scorer. There'll be matches where he'll catch a couple of dudes with with a carrier two, and it'll get out of hand. You when know? you see a McKenna match that ends four to one. Five to two. Typically, it's a pretty dominating it match for close. McKenna. It's it not close. It ain't close. You know, he, did you see how he rode Jaden Ironman in the finals? Yeah. I mean, J- Ironman had no. Ironman has not come any closer to solving the McKenna puzzle than he was last year. And we said that. We said that in the preview. We said that that's what we thought was going to happen. We we said that Mc, Ironman is a kitchen sink guy. You know. And McKenna is just so technically sound. And you can have those technically sound guys that get caught with the kitchen sink because they're just not good enough. Of course. McKenna. Now, does that mean that McKenna or Ironman couldn't pin McKenna in a match? Oh, God, it could definitely happen. But the odds of it happening are very low. Well, look at the very end of the match. And this is a prime example of that. Very end of the match, Ironman does that whole, you know, the squirrel flying squirrel jump over thing. And all McKenna does is catch him in midair. Right. Catches him in midair. And because he's a nice guy and has respect for him, said, I'm just going to hold you here and let the last two seconds run out instead of slamming you to your ass. Right, slamming your ass and freaking scoring again. uh, Is Joey McKenna the time? Yanni D sat out when he wrestled last week. Well, I I can understand it. I can understand it. Actually, I think he went and wrestled, didn't he? No, he wrestled wrestled at Matt Town Open. Matt Town, lock it. He wrestled at Matt Town Open. Give me a break. You can understand that shit? I can. I absolutely can. Oh, buddy, we're, we're, this is not going to end well for both of us here. Oh, really? You want to you want to debate this? Okay, all right. I'm a, can I be the coach? I'm going to play coach. I'm going to play coach. You Rob now. Cole. I'm going to be Rob Cole. All, all right. right, all right. I got a show horse. I'm Dylan Palacio. I got. A, oh, I don't want to hear about Bitcoin, bro. 
Okay. No Nut November? No Nut November. <laughs> I failed. <laughs> anyway, look, man, y- Yanni D's your show horse, okay? He's your show horse. Went right, out, you got the race won that title. Yeah, work horses in the show horse. Yeah, he won out, won, on that, won that title last year, an amazing run at the national tournament on a torn torn up knee, torn ACL. All right, he's still recovering. Tore it there, but yeah, yeah, but I mean, I get your point. Well, it tore it there, exactly. Um, so, okay, he's starting to recover, starting to get healthy. Send him out to the Matt Town Open where the competition isn't as high as it starts. I wrestled in the Matt Town Open. Yeah, exi- again. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, again, absolutely. That's exactly what I'm saying. Send him out there against the Ben Watsons of the country. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt about it. Okay. Um, see how it feels and how he's recovered. Maybe that knee's a little sore. No need to send him out there against the Joey McKenna's of the country right now. We got to stick with the Benny Watsons. <laughs> I would be more mad if they weren't wrestling at the end of the year. They're dueling last duel of the year. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. going to be the, that unless might random, that no, might be, be the decided one, one two. Yeah. That's going to no, decide the one it. seed one one or two seed because uh, neither one's going to see Ironman again. I know McKenna ain't seeing Ironman. We don't duel Mizzou. I think Cornell and Missouri both go to the South Beach South Beach duels. You're right, because they, they did last year. Uh, yeah, because it was Cole and Smith that got that whole thing kicked off. And who won it? Ironman, uh, Yanni beat, no, Ironman beat Yanni. Ironman beat Yanni. Yeah, yeah, gave him his only loss. That would actually be great if Ironman beat Yanni, because that guarantees McKenna probably number one. Well, no, it's still going to come down to that damn last duel. All right, we're going down to that rabbit hole. All right. Anyway. All right. Um, I will say, listen, I, I, I will say... Yanni's still the top dog. He's the returning national champion. Sure, he but, is. I'm telling you, I cannot wait to see a match between him and McKenna. And it's because of this. For one, they are both so technically sound that they both get in on crisp shots. They finish smooth. They finish smart. They finish quick. I think Yanni can scramble a little better. That's where I was going to go. I think Yanni scrambles better. I think McKenna rides rides better. better. Yes, my man. You know exactly where I'm going. We're the the same person. Um, So I didn't get to defend my position. And... Okay, so moving on. No, no, hold I'm on. Kidding, I'm kidding. Um, I get it. He just tore his, his knee up. I get the point. But he is wrestling. You know, I think I think as you look at the old head thing, they're saying if you're wrestling, go out and wrestle. I disagree. Guys. But maybe he's not 100%. And if he's not 100%, don't go out there. Exactly. And I, I'm not so much worried about injury, but don't go out there at 60% and take on a McKenna because it's not fair to you. Cliff Keen's not a tournament you want to go wrestle at 60%. It's not. Because you'll drop something to a Gill or an Alber or something like that. Of course. You, know, you will. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, look. I mean, you ain't losing to a Ben Watson at the Matt Town. No. No, not at all. Did I say this story about the Matt Town? Uh, when I went, I went one and two. And everybody, like, I think almost the rest of the team was still in it. I love, I love when you tell your old Glory Day yes. stories. Come on, tell a story. I was at 33 at the time. That was the year I dropped to 25 and actually ended up making the tournament. Um, but I went one and two. And I was starving. I don't know why, just because wrestlers are hungry. And I walked to some random sub shop by myself, like, like because every the tournament was still going on, but I was hungry. <laughs> and I ordered this big ass sub and sat down and ate it by myself. Was and walked back. Were you still wrestling? No, I was out. Oh god, I, I was like know, one of the only guys out. I don't know if this was like between matches or something. No, <laughs> I was like the this. only guy out of the tournament, and we only had one coach, like really there, Harshine. So I was like, I'm just gonna go try. To, I literally because we rode a bus there. I just walked to a random sub shop that was open and, like, found it. And I ordered a freaking, like, a 16-inch Philly cheesesteak and ate the entire thing. Yeah, you did. Oh, and I, I walked back and just sat and watched the rest of the tournament. And you know what's even better? Is Ben still orders 16-inch Philly cheesesteaks and eats the no, whole thing. Yeah. You know who won the tournament at 125 that year? Who? Obi Blanc. 
At Matt Town? Yeah. Oh. From Lockhaven. I believe it was him. I don't blame you for bumping up to 133 for that. No, I, I, no I, I wanted to be 25. All right, let's get back to 141 at Cliff Keen. That was fun. Um, you know what, man? Red, dude. Is he not a wrestler anymore? One and two. He went one and two, man. I don't even know what to say, dude. He had a like, bad start to the season. Or he had a mediocre start to the season last year, but it wasn't even this bad. But they're tight, 2-1, and he was scrambling well with Storr. I mean, it wasn't like he was a slouch. He wasn't slouching it up. I don't know. Honestly, Ben, I don't. We we got no inside info. I don't even know what to think about. I heard the it. cut's tough. Then why doesn't he go forty nine? There's nobody at forty nine there for Nebraska. The cut's that tough. You can't tell me he it, lost the Tito Ortiz from Clarion. How you gonna lose the Tito? It's, it's, it's Ortiz. I don't know Tito's. I don't know his first name, but it's T. So, <laughs> no Tito Ortiz. That and then Ortiz lost to Bentley. Mm. Shout out to Ohio. Um, you do you. You watch many of Ironman's matches. Oh, yeah. I watch every Ironman match I can. Ironman just taunts people with that right leg. He just says, take it. Go ahead. Put your hands on my right leg. He wants you to do that. Please put your hands on my right leg because my goal is to make you basically go upside down and land on your back. But the unfortunate thing is that didn't happen when he wrestled Tomasello when Tomasello dropped his ass out of bounds. And when he made him tap out? Yeah, he majored him. Okay. Bitch. All right. No. All right. One forty nine. No, don't say that. Jesus. Um. Biggest upsets in the in this weight class got to be Taylor. It's Taylor Ortiz, my man, over Chad. Red. Tito. It's Taylor. Oh, Taylor Ortiz, and obviously Store. Um. Real quick though, I'm gonna say this again. I was really, really, really impressed with Kane and Store. And I think the Michigan room is doing him wonders. The change of scenery. Do we have to do your? Are you on your fantasy team? He is. See now, say I told you it's like insider trading. We've got to let everybody know. Okay, I, I think it's a great pick. No, I'm just saying you cannot tell me he did not look like a rejuvenated wrestler in this tournament. You know who looked real good is Yaha Thomas. Is he on your fantasy team? <laughs> yeah, and no, he's not going to be. For, he's not going to be as soon as I can drop somebody else. <laughs> Um, the point I was making, man, is uh, no, I, I agree. With it's you, amazing what a new environment did for this kid who was a big time recruit because he looked phenomenal. Gave Ironman his toughest match outside of the, of course, the McKenna loss. Um, had some great wins. Uh, I, he's definitely a contender for a podium spot after this. Tournament. Oh, he's an All American contender, for absolutely, sure. for sure. I, I, I agree with you. No, no knock on you. I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. All right, let's get to one forty nine. Um. 149, top eight, Anthony Ashnault over Jordan, Austin O'Connor over Zacherl, Fine Silver over Josh Heil from Campbell, and then Max Thompson made his season debut at this tournament, placed seventh over Jared Prince from Navy. What, my turn? I guess it's my turn yeah, to go, go first. Tell me your thoughts. thoughts. Um, I'll start with three things. Just give me three things real quick. Yeah. One, I thought Micah Jordan looked really good until he hit Ashnault. And even in his match against Ashnault, I thought he looked really good. And except until, for a couple, pe- until, except for a period and a half, until he let Ashnault get that cross wrist. Okay, and you know anybody that watches Anthony Ashnault, we all know that that's, when that's he gets on butter, top baby. and he gets that cross wrist, he's gonna tilt you. Okay, but Jordan still looked great on his feet. I thought Ashnault looked amazing in this tournament. He's so e- it's so easy to forget just how great he is. 
because of the fact he didn't wrestle last year um, and how dangerous he is on top, especially with that cross with tilt. Um, I think Ashnaw said, I am the favorite at this weight class. I think he season. is a favorite, and I think I think didn't we both did we both pick him last week? No, I picked him, and you wanted to, but I think you wanted to just go different. Well, you picked him to win this tournament. I didn't want to pick a Buckeye just for not picking you Buckeyes. Picked I picked Leith, and who had an atrocious tournament. He medical forfeited out. Yeah, after losing yeah. early, um, and then finally Austin O'Connor, man, freshman Austin O'Connor from North Carolina had a great tournament. And, and yeah, I mean, we all know his story. He would have been a sleeper both of ours, but except for he's already seated seventh. He's the guy, as we, as we spoke before, was beat Hyman in the wrestle-off last year, and it wasn't close. Um, I'm not actually too worried about Mickey because we know, we know that he's terrible on bottom. So I think he can figure out enough to be able to close the gap on Ashnaw, and I think, I think he can beat him. I, he was down 10-1. to 1. He was down 10-1, to 1, lost 14-10. to 10. Yeah, because he's got a tank. He does have a tank. Um you know, Brock Zackle had a really Brock Zackle had a, finally that that signature win against Grant Leith to kind of put him in a, put him in um, the conversation of finally being all American. Yeah, people right? always talk. Okay, here's Zachary from Clarion. He's got this amazing record. Gets a well, he got a good seed last year at Nationals. The year before, he did not get seeded. Drew Dean Heil right. first round, but he's a good wrestler. He's a great wrestler. Yeah, and yeah, now actually great. And yeah. now he went out and got that win over an All American that says, you know what. I may have a great record. Maybe Clarion doesn't wrestle the toughest of schedules, right. but you know what? I've got that win now that says I'm legit. Yeah. I, I don't think it was a great I, – I watched Zach roll. I wasn't terribly impressed with the way he wrestled, but he got the win. So, it, you know, that's great. Who I was impressed with was O'Connor. Um, he was just a stubborn son of a bitch against Micah. Micah ended up beating him 7-3. to three. He got a takedown late. But, you know, I think he's going to be on the podium. I think, I think, I think that O'Connor will, will, will be on the podium this year. I mean, yeah, I I can't disagree with you. I think it's so easy to say at this time of the year that some such and such is going to be on the podium, such and such is going to win this, and that's okay. I mean, we're just basing off results right now. But you know, shit gets thrown. You know, all the proverbial poo hits the the, the fan um, in March. But I thought Josh Heil also had a nice tournament for Josh Heil. All right, to to finish yeah. sixth he will place in this he's tournament. Done. You know, he's a sophomore. Um, and he's not. If people don't understand, you know, because everybody knows he's Dean Heil's brother. He Dean was, Heil, who's coaching for Campbell, right? He was not a Dean Heil in high school. Absolutely, Dean Heil not. was a four-time Ohio Division One state champ. I don't think Josh Heil was not. I don't, I don't think, think Josh won. Heil even won a title. Yeah, he didn't. He was so he's not a Dean Heil, guys. So for him to, you know, have some you know success in college so far, he's he's outperformed what I thought he was going to be so far in college. Yeah, got a great win. He got he got a win over Max Thompson. Max Thompson, all American. Okay, now he lost to Zachary, lost to Fine Silver, but got that win over Thompson. So good tournament for him because this and weight Fine class Silver's was good. actually pretty tough. Fine Silver's good. I mean, I think Fine Silver's an, another guy that is, might push through to, you know, to get on that podium this year. So I guess in closing for me of this of this weight is, uh, I'm not sure Michael Jordan can win a title because of his bottom deficiencies. But, you know, I think he's going to place pretty high again, and he's going to end up being a three-time All-American, round of 12 as a freshman, cutting a shit ton of weight. You know, I, I, I really like Micah's career. But you know what? Maybe he does win a title. Yeah, I'm not closing the book on Micah Jordan not winning a title just yet. I mean, here's a guy, as you said, was down 10-1, to 1, came back and lost 14-10. to 10. Think about that. I mean, 
he battled back. And if he can just figure out a couple of things, look, you know what Ashnault, you know what a guy like Ashnault's going to do when he's on top. He wants the cross wrist. All right? right, he got Pletcher on it the first time they wrestled a couple of years ago. Beat him up a couple. Yeah, of, yeah beat, beat him, him up bad. Time. Pletcher solved the riddle at the national tournament. Almost beat him at the national tournament. Um, so I'm not closing the book on Micah Jordan just yet. Who I am starting to close the book on though is Tommy Thorne. He goes 0-2, lost to a guy from Air Force and a guy from Cal Baptist. Yeah, it's a, he's Tommy, struggling. Tommy, he's struggling. I, 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 you know, you wonder. Look, there can be a million different reasons why somebody's struggling. It could be injury. It could be weight. It could be you know had enough wrestling. And um, I don't know what it is, but but I do know unless he fixes something quick that uh, I think he's a senior, right? He's a senior or a junior? I know that for a fact. Oh yeah, I, I'm not sure what. Yeah, what um, it is. it's gonna be. Uh, I, I'm just not sure that he's got. Remember, he came out of nowhere to All American. You know, when he, when but look, he's he good. McKenna All right, and overtime. Yeah, and he majored McKenna last year in the duel. Yeah. Okay, so I mean, the the kid can scrap, but something's happened. All right, when you go out and you lose to um, Opsel from Air Force and Daxton Gordon from Gal- Cal Baptist. By the who way, who is a returning D two champ? Who also but beat, Russell, beat him up. Who also beat Russell Rolfing? Right. All right. Micah beat him up in their duel, though. Understandably, but I mean, you expect a guy like Tommy Thorne with that pedigree, an All-American wrestling from Minnesota, you don't expect him to go out to CKLV and go 0-2 and, and lose to Air Force and Cal Baptist. No, those coaches, the coaches aren't happy with what's going on right now at that weight. I can guarantee that. I can guarantee that. Um, I mean, One last thing about Mike. I mean, he had a really good tournament. You know, he beats O'Connor, who I think is way better than the seventh seed, obviously. He, he Absolutely. 7-3. And then he dominates Zachrell, you know, nineteen to six. It's almost, he almost texts him. Uh, look, Michael Jordan's going to be there in the end. So that's that's a great thing for the Buckeyes. Uh, and you know what? Look, Ashnault, Jordan, both in the Big Ten. They're going to see each other multiple times this year. They're going. Who would you like next match? You know what? Next match, I think I'm going to go Jordan on the on next match. I like it. I, like I, it. I think I will pick. And that's listen, guys. That's not an Ohio State goggles homer pick. I think Ashnault's one of those guys, and I'm talking about his top game. When you feel him out, and you know what he's going to, all right, then you know what to work on to solve. And what Micah has to work on is solving that cross wrist tilt. Don't give him that far wrist. And I think if Micah can figure that out, Micah can go pound. He can bang with him on his feet. Micah can actually win the match on his feet Micah's against Ashnall. Absolutely. Sure. And so I'm going to go Micah Jordan in the next match. Yeah, I agree with you. Let's I go to 157. Interesting weight. Interesting weight. My pick won the weight class. Your pick finished third. Yeah. All right. Freaking Deacon, baby. The Mothman. Good. The Mothman. Dude, he did look good, Ben. Not only did he win the weight class, but did you see what he did to Kent, uh, Monday? Oh, he he murdered him, right? Yeah, majored him, I think. Yeah, and Monday had Monday's no slouch, buddy. So come on, this is your uh, give me your thoughts. Okay, um, my thought, I was uh, I was selling Perriot. I was selling on him hard, and he 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 changed my mind big time with some nice wins. Beats Burger four to two, huge upset because I had Burger winning it, mm-hmm. and then he beats a hot. Uh, Taylor Bramani. Yeah. You know, dude from Marysville. To make the final. Marysville, yeah. Ohio. Shout out, shout out to Sean Andrews. Hey, that's Coach one guy Andrews, yeah. Coaching him up. Yeah. And, um, you know, 
Deacon definitely took care of business in the finals, but uh, Perriott, I think, just just said, uh, hey, look, I'm going to be in contention to get on that podium this year. So I was surprised with him. Um, I was happy with the way Keyshawn finished the tournament. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I um, Keyshawn losing that match to Barone from Illinois was a bit concerning. Well, Barone's a journeyman, right? Barone's just a journeyman. Been a consummate starter, you know, been okay, but not – Never sniffed. Has anything. good wins. Right. Has bad losses. You know. I yeah. I get. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Um, and, and I think the most concerning thing about his match against Baroni was the fact that Keyshawn just looked disinterested in the match. He, he just looked like I don't know. I like, don't understand it. I, I don't either. But the way he bounced back. I mean, the way he bounced back, including well, he beat Romani, who beat Barone twelve to four. There you go. I mean, so it shows that look. Keyshawn's a better wrestler than Barone, right? I mean, I think that that's it's hard to argue that. Somebody he, tweeted out he's the best 141 pounder in this bracket. Yeah, that was uh, Fretwell, I believe. Was it Fretwell? Yeah. Okay. It's smart. He was the best 141 pounder in the bracket. You know, he he he. he like that, I think that just goes to show you that it was a random loss that I don't see happening often because then you know you know transitively he, he beats those guys. You know, he's a if Hayes wins that match against Barone. He's going to beat Romani, and then he would have ended up having Perriott, which, I mean, I think you favor him in. So he had a path to the finals. Now, that's because Berger got upset. But, look, what we were looking for with Keyshawn Hayes is his ability to compete at 157. He didn't beat a freaking stud. He didn't beat, you know, it would have been great if he would have beat Berger in the finals for third and fourth. He didn't beat an All-American. Right. But there weren't too many All-Americans in this weight class other than Tyler Berger, I think. That's it. I think Tyler Berger, because Pantale- there might have been somebody because yeah. Pantaleo didn't wrestle. I think Berger might have been the only All American in this weight class. And Deacon, who wasn't an All American, but he was pretty damn close. So you're right. I, I am. Um, I have a better feeling about Keyshawn Hayes after this tournament than I did going into it. Obviously, the Barone match is one that you're like you, you you want back, and I think next time they wrestle, Keyshawn can probably get him next time they wrestle. But the way he finished the tournament, great point, Ben. Um, Leaves you with, um, you know, leaves us with some comfort and some hope. I'm I'm concerned about Hayes the same way as I am about Lee Zach. Is Hayes will probably be able to ride, but when you the guys are that much bigger than you, it's tough to fucking yank those dudes over on their back. It's tough to yank them on their back, especially the way Keyshawn wrestles. He wrestles with a lot of really pulling style um, top game, throwing a boot and pull them over. You know, those dudes got some big necks. Those dudes got some big freaking backs. It's hard to just pull them over. So he wasn't able to just you know. Rack up the bonus point, or excuse me, rack up the, um, you know, the the uh, back points on top, for him to still be able to go out there and wrestle Burger Tough afterwards. You know, I'm not, I'm not, pens- I'm not closing the book as you would say on Keyshawn Hayes getting on the podium in March. No, I, and I think that's okay to say. I, I don't think that makes you a homer. I think. He's got some things he's got to figure out. The great thing is it's a long season. He's going to get plenty of opportunities against great competition to figure things out and to come up with some sort of style or, you know, tactic to against these bigger guys to put him on the podium. I want to circle back around real quick to Deacon, if you don't mind. Go ahead. Um, you know, Deacon wrestled 149 pounds last year, lost in the round of 12, failed to make the podium. I think he was making a nice cut last year at 149. I really believe that Deacon is the second best guy at 157 pounds. 
regardless of where we see Pantaleo. That's my opinion. I am that high on Ryan Deacon. He is a big guy. He's in your fantasy team. He's not. All right, good. Then I like this. He's not. He's a big guy. He's got great length. He's got great attacks. Real strong. I really like this. I well, really, he's, a, he's a world medalist. So junior silver world medalist. Yeah. And he's just going to continue making jumps. And I think come into the season, we're going to see him separate himself and be that second best guy in this weight class. What he did to Monday you think, you think was that? really impressive. I really do. And Monday had a pretty good tournament, too. I know he, I know he uh, triple dipped. I thought that Romani had a good tournament. I thought that, um, you know, he ended up taking fifth, but... He, uh, you know, he's another guy that I think that's going to, um, you know, going to be contending for a podium spot. I think this weight class, besides Nolf, is is pretty wide open. I, I love the Deacon pick. Yeah, I thought I, I thought it was going to be Burger. I thought it was going to be Burger, and it still might be. And maybe it will be. Look, again, we say this ad nauseum. No matter what happens from October through all the way through February, once you hit that. You know, second, third weekend of March, it doesn't matter, okay? The, the the tournament is so crazy, but I really like Deacon to separate himself and become the second best guy in this weight class. Okay, and, and I, can, I can't get down with that, or I can get down with that. Oh, yeah, you can. I know you can. <laughs> All right, let's transition to 165, where the demise of Isaiah White was greatly exaggerated. exaggerated. Yep. Comes into this tournament. He's no good, man. Remember? One and three. Stel- stock down. We were selling stock on him. That was Alex Pantaleo from last year. Remember Pantaleo lost a bunch and then he went out to Vegas and freaking won it? There you go. I mean, we were selling stock on Isaiah Wyatt all day. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't. we couldn't even give it away. We couldn't give it away. I we tried. tried. To sell it to somebody. We tried. And he just comes into this tournament one and three with a one and three record and um, and, and wins it, including, including knocking off Logan Massey, your pick to win this bracket. And you picked White to win it, didn't you? No, I picked Stewart. Bryce Stewart. Oh, oof. yeah. I think he I think he another medical forfeit guy. Uh ended up placing six, yeah. Um, you know, but Isaiah White goes out there, he beats, you know, a, a Gunther that you like. I'm not high on he Gunther. Placed. He placed. He did eighth. He placed eighth. Um he then beats Logan Massa. Six to two as well, I think. It was like six or seven to two. No, it was a dominating win. Yeah. And then a nice two to nothing shutout over junior world champ Makai Lewis. He got out and he rode. That's it. Got out and he rode, baby. He scored the only points in the match, and if you can't score points, what did they say? You can't win the match. You can't win the match. Trust me. Except for Sam Stoll, somehow he scores no points and wins matches sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, no, I, you know I think that um, the biggest surprise for me is you know what's going on with Logan Massa. You know we 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 we, um, we talk about how last year okay he was hurt. So, you know, we're going to give him a couple passes here. He did an All-American last year. But um, I don't think he did, right? No. But, you know, then he goes out. You don't think he did what? He did an All-American last year. No, not at all. No. 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 And he goes out and he gets beat by Dimitri Romero 9-6 in the finals for third and fourth. I mean, he beat – listen, he beat Romero 18 to nothing. Ooh. 18 to nothing in the quarters. Um, 18 to nothing, tech fall in the quarters, and then loses, like, what, 96? How do you do that? How, how do you? Because you just got to be pretty confident going into that match that you just freaking tech, dude. Is it disinterest? No, I don't think it's disinterest. Then man. what the hell's going on? I really on? don't. And look, you know, we we had like a nice little text conversation going on with our boys from Blood Round, Kevin yeah, and Tommy. Kevin Clark, Tommy, and, Tommy they're huge Michigan fans, 
And the thing about Massa is he's got a style that I think once you wrestle him once or twice, you can figure it out. That shows he, it right there. It, I mean, listen, he wants to wrestle in space. He doesn't want to tie up. His best offense is diving for your leg and getting into a scramble situation. Well, you know what? These guys can all scramble really well. And if they know that, they're going to try to tie you up, bind you up, and get you out of your element. That's the thing is that these guys can make they can make adjustments so quick. You think Dimitri Romero didn't dominate in high school? You know, do you think this dude didn't just beat the hell out of everybody? Once you get to college, man, it's a different ball game. You are scrapping for wins, man. And the people that make it look easy, like the Jason Knopfs, we don't give enough respect. Because it right? is crazy how tough it is. I mean, crazy how tough it is to be dominant in college. Because you've got a guy like Logan Massey, Texas dude, and Dimitri Romero's like, okay, I'm going to make three adjustments. You know, I'm going to stay a little lower in my stance. I'm not going to let him get this freaking uh, heel when he's on top to be able to turk me. I'm, you know, there's a couple different adjustments he makes, goes out and wins. That, because that's how tough it is in college, man. And so, you know, I, I think that Logan Massey, you're exactly right. You've been saying it for a while. He's got a style that's, that you can figure out. And, you know, I, I don't think he's happy with the way this, this tournament went for him. He can't be happy. I mean, this is a guy that had – a phenomenal freshman season, placing third at NCAA's. Great wins all throughout the season. I can't remember who he lost to at the third. national tournament. Who did he lose to at the national tournament? Maybe I think it, it might have been Imar. I can't remember. It was either Imar or Vincenzo. Yeah. I can't remember. Um, but took third. Was, I think it was Vincenzo actually. Did Vincenzo trip him right at the end? I think he did. Yeah. I think it was Vincenzo. Um, we could be wrong, by the way. So, but you know what? I'm not going to look it up. But I don't. Care. But I do think it was Vincenzo um, on his way when Vincenzo won his first title. Um, to, to now this, and it's again. He's good enough. He's got the talent. He'll figure some things out. He's got to make some adjustments. Um, I'm not. I'm not penciling him in the All American though, bro. Not at this weight. I'm not. No. no. Um, we'll see, though. The good news is he's going to wrestle a really tough schedule to make a determination real quick of whether or not it's, you know he's in that he's in that conversation. It's funny though, Demetrius Romero, Utah Valley. I feel like every week since the season started, we are making shouting a great Utah? comment, shouting out Utah Valley. They, I mean, and this isn't the only guy that had a great tournament for Utah Valley. We're going to get to the heavyweight match here in a little bit. Right. Heavyweight where they had a guy in the finals. <sighs> I mean, they're having a great season with some great guys. So shout out to Utah Valley again, man, doing some good things, even without the best wrestler they got on their team. Right. Statistically, yeah. Statistically. No, yeah, yeah. You're right. exactly right. There's no doubt about it. No so, doubt about it. That's you know great to see that. Um, I mean, come on, Makai Lewis making the finals. You know, seventh from the seventh seed. I think we all knew that he had the talent to do it. Is he on your fantasy team? He is. Okay, just, yeah. just <laughs> put that caveat. <laughs> Got him. He is. Um, but how high were we on Branson Ashworth last week? We really were. But you know, and what? he still did a good job. He still did great. Bit. Think about it. I think he lost to Logan Massa after he lost to. Um, yeah, he lost to Logan Massa after he lost to um, uh, Makai. But not a terrible loss at all. But Makai Lewis was able to – he didn't score a ton of points once you get down to the um, uh, round of 16. You know, he, he scored six points over uh, um, the dude from uh, – I forget where it was, uh, from Brown. Um, and then he uh, – who was actually seated. And then he uh, beat Ashworth 3-1 in a real tight one. That was a barn burner. And then he beats uh, Stewart, who we, I think he uh, lost to. Uh, no. 
at the scuffle, it was Stewart and Chance in the finals. It might have been Chance that beat Lewis in the semis. Um, but I know they were all in the same bracket. And then, he, you know, he goes out and he loses a real tight match to Isaiah White. I'd like to see Makai Lewis have a little bit more offense to really say, hey, he's got a shot to, you know, maybe be a, uh, you know, a top four, top five All-American type guy. But it's, it's definitely, I wouldn't call it a coming out party because people know who he was. But it's definitely good. It's a good showing for this freshman, right, to make the finals and, and, and have a tight match with Isaiah White. Oh, of course. So. Of course, especially after, after the summer he had. So, yeah, absolutely agree with you there. Um, let's go 174, my man. Let's do it. Let's do what it. What are your thoughts? Miles Amin and Daniel Lewis are both hell of wrestlers, and they both have, uh, they've both shown throughout the, their, their entire college career that they're, or they're extremely legit. Um, I thought that match with Amin and Lewis was, was – I'm glad that there's some points put up finally, you know? You see all these final matches that are just boring. It's nice to see 17 points put on the board between those two. Um, other than that, I, my one thought is Taylor Lujan's finally going to make the podium. Hasn't done it yet, and uh, I, I think he's going to do it. I, th- I think he's going to do it. What about you? Every week of the season that passes and every week that Miles Amin wrestles – I find myself thinking he's closing the gap on Mark Hall. I'm not going to say he's closing the gap on Zahid Valencia. Well, yeah. Okay. I mean, he's one of the top wrestlers in the country, pound for pound, Uh, in my opinion. I agree. I agree with you there. And even though— I'd love to see Zahid Martin, by the way. Martin. Miles Martin. Oh, Okay. That been, Sorry. That'd, be, that'd be a neat We're match. We're talking to 174. Watch. I know, but that would okay. just be a neat <laughs> like, match to watch. It would be. Right? Um, and last time they wrestled, Zahid beat him up. <laughs> Pretty slow. <laughs> yeah. Well, takedowns are takedowns, my man. <laughs> um, but no, uh, look, all joking aside, Miles Amin continues to, con- he just continues to get better and better and better. I mean, he beat. A multiple-time All-American Dan Lewis in the finals, 10-7, to 7, okay. He had an, a, a great, dominating 5-1 to one win over the super sensation freshman Mikey Labriola. Okay, yep. that was super impressive in my opinion. He continues that was just— That actually might have been one of his best matches. Uh, no, I do agree with you. I, I do agree with you there. I just I just keep finding myself saying this guy just keeps getting so good and so good every week of the season that passes that, you know what? Can he leapfrog a guy like Mark Hall? Again, he doesn't got to beat him every time. just got to beat right. him once. Well, we saw it was really tight in the duel. It was. It was real tight in the duel last year. Um, and Miles Amin actually gave a really good match uh, to uh, against the Heat in the, uh, the NCAA semis, I believe it was. Um, can he jump Mark Hall? I, I'm, I'm not ready to call it yet. I think that Mark Hall is so tough to score on. But I think, but to me... I think Amin and Mark Hall are a lot alike. Great technique, great scramblers, really good defense. Yeah. Yeah. No. Now, I think Hall may be a bit of a better rider right now. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Hall can ride. Hall he can Hall, ride. Hall can hustle ride with the best of them. Yeah, he's not turning people. No, he's right. not turning people. He can ride. But yeah, no, he can ride. And he'll turn. He'll turn the lesser guys. Um, TBD. Can't wait to see it. In my opinion, TBD. I at this point, if if I had to pick uh, Amin Hall, and Amin's on my fantasy team, but if I had to pick Amin Hall right now, I'm picking Hall, and I'm picking Hall probably by maybe two, three points. 
but we'll see, man. We'll see. Um, I, I can tell you one thing. I think Amin has definitely um, put himself in that upper echelon with those two, and, and I think that he's he's probably a solid number three at this weight class. You know, especially after we watched uh, Hall just beat the hell out of Jordan Cutler 6-2 this weekend. You know, I, I really like Amin. I really like Amin as, as a really solid number three right now. No, he should be. I mean, uh, Amin just beat Cutler in the duel. You know, they, they dueled. Yeah, Amin just beat Cutler. Oh, I didn't know that. We talked about it last pod. Oh, yeah. Well, okay. You know, you're right. Sorry, <laughs> my brain sometimes goes. And I and I think that Daniel Lewis is kind of the forgotten man. Out west. Dan Lewis is, and the other guy that we have to think about, even though Kimmer's injured and out for the year, is McFadden bumping up from 165 oh, yep. to this weight class. Yeah, McFadden. So, so I'm looking forward to a McFadden and a mean match. But I do, I, I, I mean, a mean just continues to impress. He's just getting so good. He's jumping levels every freaking week of college wrestling since his sophomore season. Well, he pl- he placed as a freshman, right, and as a sophomore. Correct. Fourth and third. third. He's gone fourth and third. So and he still slept on though. You know? Um, Labriola, the real deal. Sure, obviously, Mikey Labriola, another the real PA deal. dude, another PA guy. Um, Spencer Carey finishing fifth from Navy. I have no clue that dude who? is. Yeah, I'm a, I have who? no clue who that dude is. But good for him, right? <laughs> I mean, like, I I don't want to I don't want to say too much because I'm like I, I don't really know that's him. Like, that's you know? why that's all I was gonna say. Yeah. I was just putting my notes together for this, and I was like, who is Spencer Carey? You got to mention Spencer Carey because he's pretty damn good. And that just goes to show you about college wrestling. All right, my man, 184. What are you thinking, bro? Uh, it's your turn, but I mean, if, if it's anything besides the fact that. Miles Martin is a freaking animal. Miles Martin know. is an animal. I mean, Miles Martin dispensed Louis Dupre, who is you know the next best thing since sliced bread right now, right? We all love him. I mean, Louis Dupre was my sleeper, you know. Um, or you know, I I I, I think he's he, he's on everybody's radar. Miles Martin beat him up thirteen to three. Could have actually been worse, but it was real close for the first two minutes. Of the- this weight class was phenomenal, by the way. It was neat. Wasn't Absolutely it? phenomenal. It was neat. I mean, you got look, Mymar, All American, Vince, All American, Foster, All American. And this was not Emory Park. Zavatsky, All American, um, Max Dean, All American, Chip Ness, Chip. Chip, Chip Ness. Didn't place. All American, who didn't even place. You've got stud freshmen like Louis Dupre, Nino Bonacorsi. I mean, uh, an amazing weight class. And I'll tell you one It was kind of the guys that were like, we got some really stud freshmen and we got some really seasoned guys. You know, you know what I'm saying? It was, a, it was a good spread. Yeah. Mymar did exactly what you expected him to do against competition. Now, one of the best matches of this entire tournament, though, was the Nino Bonacorsi and Taylor Vince match. Did you see that? I didn't see it. Tell me about Bonacorsi it. Bonacorsi beating his ass. Beating his ass. No. Throwing him a beating like no, Vince. No, he wasn't. Vince was like, I, th- I think Vince thought he was wrestling Mymar for a minute. He was Shut throwing up. Him a, throwing him a beating. Next thing you know. Cradle him. Vince. Hits like this uh, off of a shot, like a like a chest wrap type thing, and steps over, sticks him. Uh, well, you know, Vince. Dangerous. He was down like nine to four. Shut nine up. To, nine, ten to five, nine to four, really? something like that. Yes, I didn't see the match. Dude, you got to watch it. I, well, I'm, I'm going to. I now, thought you tonight. were a fan. I thought you liked wrestling. <laughs> I couldn't catch them all, man. I didn't know that. I mean, Bonacorsi was Bonacorsi is the real deal. Putting huh? it to him, and then Vince said, "I mean, Vince just big brothered him, just stepped over and and." And it was one of those pins. It was reminiscent of when. But then Zavatsky beats Bonacorsi. Go ahead. It was reminiscent of when, like, um, 
Kyle Snyder had Austin Myers on his back, and he's just like kicking his feet. Like, oh my goodness, that's what it was like. Like, I can't move, bro. I can't move. You want to know what's interesting about this is that um, every match that Gabe Dean or every match that Max Dean lost, he got his ass kicked. Russell's some tough guys, but yes, you're right. So, um, but he did go out. I mean, look, he beat All American Chip Ness. What shut him out? He beat him ten twelve nothing ten. Okay, ten zero. Um, put up seven points on Mymar. That might have been the most points Mymar had scored on him. Well, yeah, he gave him seven escapes. Hey, seven points, bro. Drew Foster had a nice tournament. I thought he did too. He, he's remember All American, but not last year. Two years ago. Two right? years ago. Um, you know, and he comes out. And Max beats. Dean beat Drew Foster, I think, in the blood round last year at All American. That's right. That's right. And he goes out, and he um, his only loss is a uh, eleven to eight. Uh, Matched events, and then he, who was an All American last year, took fourth. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he beat Zach Savasky, who All American last year, yep. uh, for third and fourth. He had a great tournament. It would have been nice. That's how crazy his weight is. Emory Parker didn't even wrestle. Illinois is there. No, he didn't wrestle. No, yeah. he had a walking boot on. Yeah. Walking boot. Yep. Walking. It was either a walking boot or some new new Nike, new Air Nike Airs. basketball Air shoes Force or something. Ones. They're pretty bulky. You know, and I, and I, so, so let's just talk about Miles Martin. We got Vens. Third in the country, but behind Emory Parker, who's second. Right. And it was 11-5, and it was dominant. It was, hey, Miles Martin couldn't quite score as many points as he'd like, but he just put up 11 instead. Ben, look, dude, and this is like all joking aside, no Ohio State goggles. There is nobody in this weight class that could theoretically, that should be able to keep any sort of Within five points. Within five points of Miles Martin. Yeah. I mean, look, look at the guys in this weight class. And there's some great guys, but Miles Martin's on a, he's on a different level. I mean, what did he beat Max Dean by? It was like 17 to something. 17-7. Yeah, and that's a returning All-American guy. Yeah. I mean, he beat Vins 11 to 5 by six points, returning All-American. Right. And and, 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 and my mom would probably tell you he didn't, he wasn't even excited. He wasn't even happy with the way he wrestled in that match. I'm sure he would. Yeah. Outside of a guy like Valencia coming up or, Bo Nichols saying, "I'm going to go back down and well, yeah, that'd be crush Martin's dreams." I mean, there's nobody in this weight class that should touch him. He should go bookends, bookend the titles, right? Freshman, senior. Yeah, yeah. So. He's a guy that he is one guy that I'm going to be sad when he's gone as an Ohio State fan because never redshirted. By the way, he did not redshirt. And I think he has wrestled at a time, minus this year, where he was just overshadowed by guys like Kyle Snyder, Tomasello, Bo Jordan, those types right. of guys. Even though he won a title, Bo Jordan never did. Um, and I just, I, I'm just not sure how much Ohio State fans have really, or wrestling fans in general, really appreciate what he's done. Well, they should watch him this year. Because his wrestling ability, just, I mean... The word wrestling ability, you know, what the hell does that mean? Just your ability as a wrestler from every position, and I don't just mean top, bottom, neutral. I mean from every position on the mat is amazing. He has an answer to everything anybody does to him. And, you know, I'm not even sure he's super thrilled with the way he wrestled this tournament, and he dominated it. Oh, you make a great point. I mean, Miles Martin's a guy that can wrestle from space, score takedowns. He can tie up with you, score takedowns. He He can can go go upper upper body and put you to your back. I mean, it, it's it's fun. We've it's seen very amazing. few people ride him. We've seen him able, been able to ride people. He's just he's he's uh, he's an elite level wrestler that I think is going to have something to say about the uh, the U.S. senior circuit. I don't know if he's going to make a team, 
but I think he's going to have something to say about it. Miles Martin from the Inside Trip, this high life's for you, bro. Cheers. for you. Cheers, Miles. Let's go 197, my man. Hey, what do you think about Colin Moore, baby? Actually, you know, I mean, last year, remember how close his, how close his wins were at this tournament? Barely beating Eric Schultz. I mean, we were looking at him like, what's going on? You I know? do, but look, you and I, this is not the podcast where we, we're not a podcast where we, there's not good wrestlers and bad wrestlers. There's good wrestlers and there's great wrestlers. Right. But with that said, and I don't I mean this in any bad way, 197 pounds this year right now outside of two guys is very much it's down down competition no, up in the right. air up in the air in this and and speaking specifically about this tournament outside of Colin Moore three guys if you talk about Kyle Connell out, outside of this outside of Colin Moore at this tournament there wasn't much no there there, there wasn't much at all um but Colin Moore did Colin Moore did what you expect some Colin Moore to do when um it, there's not an extreme amount of competition. It's actually as close as the match was against Honus when it was uh he was losing the entire match almost. Took him down towards the end and Honus was ex- so it was like uh yep. four no it was 4 to 3. Yep. And if Honus would have or Honus 4 to 2 and if Honus would have got out it would or it was 3 to 2. That's what it was. And if Honus would have gotten out, he would have tied it up and as he stood up Moore stepped in front and hit a navy, put him on his back for four backs. So that was a real tight match. But other than that, you know, Colin Moore did what he did with a, a guy that's ranked number one or two in, excuse me, two or two three in the country. country. Yeah, does this or way, three? Yeah, three. Yeah, does it does in this tournament, and he he controlled everybody else. He did what he should have done. Scored a lot of points, which is nice. Um, in his close matches, again, like you said, Honus, and even in the finals against Schultz from Nebraska. Um, I mean, it was still five point victory. So, it, you got to feel good about where he's at right now. Do I feel good to say he's going to beat a guy like Bo Nickel? I don't yet. I, I'd like to see that match, though. I really would. Oh, but, I think we definitely want to see that. Uh, match. But I feel good about what he did at this tournament. Um, this was just one of those weight classes where I don't have a lot to talk about. Because well, how about that dude from Virginia? Jay Aiello? Yeah, Aiello, who ends up taking freaking third um, with some nice wins. One over Traxler, uh, another one over Bruner. I'm, I don't consider the Traxler a great win. I'm not high on Traxler. Well, this weight, I mean, come on. You, you got to have bodies somewhere. <laughs> got to have bodies? Okay, just... so Aiello beat Tom Slay 9-1. to one. Now, that's a good win. Okay, he beat Bruner 9-5. to five. And then he beats, and, and then he, and then he beats Traxler. And I, I think on the front side, he beat... Um, give me a second, guys. He beat Traxler... On the front end, too, and uh, he had a tight one, 3-2. I remember watching it with Schultz. So this guy, you know he, what? Now he came out of nowhere. That's not bad. That's not bad. Right? Because I would have not have pegged him as a guy that was going to finish top three in this weight class. Um, and he had some nice ones. You're right. I, yeah. you, he could definitely points. All-American at this weight. I mean, the way that, the way that, the, the way that this weight is lit up, I mean, hell, that's a guy that came out of nowhere and had a really good tournament. But I agree with you. Um Surprised that Tom Slay finished all the way down at seventh. You know, wasn't uh, expecting. Obviously, that. not a huge room bump for him there going to Virginia Tech from Bucknell. Um, what are your thoughts on Greg Bolsack? Um, you know, he's big <laughs> for the weight. He's, um, you know, he's. Uh, I got two two things to say about him. You know, 
his his left one, like lefty single, a little bit bigger than his right. Actually, his right, I think, is a little bigger than his left. I don't know. He has to check. But, you know, he he don't fuck around. Look, the problem was, in his semifinals match with Slay, or his quarters match with Slay, he, he won 8-1. But he was, like, dangling over the top a lot. <laughs> and, you know, it's just a lot of dangling. He's a scramble guy from Clarion. You know those guys from Pennsylvania just dangling <laughs> over the top. Honestly, he's hairy, too. <laughs> I can't admit to it. This is awful. <laughs> can we get, this, can we get to, That's all we got to say about that. That's all we got to say. Yeah, congratulations, Gable Stevenson. <laughs> Good night. Oh, God, 285. Um, <laughs> they needed to lock Gable up in Vegas because he was just committing crimes on dudes. He's... Did you see him mess <laughs> that dude in Michigan, Michigan up? Michigan, like... oh, he didn't want to play anymore. <laughs> was that guy even a real college wrestler? Did they pull him out of the stands? Right, dude, look, that's what Gable does, bro. Gable's a freaking nightmare for anybody, I think, but Kassar this year. I'm going to tell you right now. Just give Gable give give him the, give him the t- t- title. Oh, I think Kassar can compete with him. I'll I tell do. you what. I'll tell you what. Let's make a bet right I now. I said compete. No, compete. No, you're right. Compete. Uh, let's make a little bet between you and I right now in this podcast episode that when they wrestle next time they wrestle, first time they wrestle this year. Hopefully they do. It's Gable beats him by at least five points. I'll bet on that all day. All right, let's do it right now. What? Okay, we're shaking on it. What's the bet? Shit. Oh. All right. Um, you're gonna buy me dinner. No, let's do something real weird. Real weird? Yeah, like ball sack. Weird. I'm not putting my ball sack on your wife's face. Uh, <laughs> that's only if I win, Brandon. <laughs> oh, so if you win, I get to put my ball sack <laughs> on your wife's face. That's... <laughs> I mean, we're off the rails here. Um, we'll do a dinner. We'll do a Chipotle dinner. I was thinking Pine Club. I ain't paying. I've never been to Pine Club. I'm not the first time we go. It's not to buy you dinner. <laughs> All right. Chipotle dinner, my man. All right, that sounds good. Um, you know, look, we can talk about whatever you want with Gable Stevenson. He had, I mean, he had a freaking amazing tournament, amazing tournament. Uh, I mean, he beat the shit out of some people, and I mean, Corey Daniel, who's an excellent wrestler, he beats nine to three. That might be his best win, in my opinion. I think that win against Corey Daniel was is is extremely impressive. I mean, heavyweights down, though. Heavyweights down this year, obviously. Um. You know, it's thankful that we got guys like Stevenson and Kassar going up to heavyweight, or else right. we would be stuck watching um, Sam Stoll push Nick Nevels out of bounds multiple times. <laughs> um, I think that I think that Orndorff and Elam, and didn't Elam lose early? Zach Elam lost or lost a close match to guy like I think it was Camacho, maybe. God, I'm trying to pull it up right now. I think man. it was Camacho. And I apologize. Is it Camacho? Yeah, Camacho from uh, American. American, yeah, lost or maybe three to two. I think it was three to two. Is that right? I, I don't have it right in front of me. Two I'm to sorry, one, man. three to two, something like that. But Elam had to come back. Elam had to roll back, dude. He beat Deuce Rashaw 4 0. Oh, he dropped two deuces on Deuce. He did. He did. Um But he, Elam But he beat a good heart. He beat Goodhart from Drexel. He did and beat him up pretty bad. Beat yeah. him up pretty badly. Elam's a guy too that was a two hundred and twenty pounder coming out of high school. Probably like the second or third best in the country at that weight. Right. He's a true freshman, isn't he? True freshman. This summer, he went out and won a silver medal at Junior Worlds. Now, he was the alternate at that weight class. I think he filled in for an injured Daniel Kirkvilliet. Or Greg. He likes yeah. to go by Greg. Greg, Greg Kirkvilliet. Yeah, the, yeah buck, the, the Buckeye recruit. Or 97 kilos. Right? 97 kilos. 
Um, so he got on the team at the last minute and then goes out and wins that silver medal at Junior Worlds. And now he comes out to this tournament out here. He's got a, having a good start to his freshman season. He's already got wins over John Borsch from Virginia Tech. Um, and then went out in this, this tournament well, and finished third. He's got great wins here, man. He beat Demetri Thomas from Pitt, who, I mean, a lot of people were really high on Demetri Thomas. I know he wasn't seated, but he was supposed to be like the second coming. He pinned Singletary, who Singletary was having a great tournament, too. Well, I, th- I think Singletary tore every freaking joint in his knee. Not in that match. That match. What, was it not that one? No, because Singletary um, ended up wrestling against, uh, he wrestled in the Concee semis. Yeah, uh, yeah, well, he got pinned by Elam. That's what I mean. That, yeah, that's, that's not, the match. He got his he got his knee ripped up. Really? Yeah. Yeah, and then he dropped down and he medical forfeited. Oh, maybe that's you're right. Thing. Okay, okay. Yeah, he got his knee all ripped well, up. Well, there goes to show you, Elam will fuck you up. He will. He will. <laughs> um, no, you know, I think that. Hey, man, there's gonna be a lot of lot of surprise at heavyweight this year. Kassar just beat the hell out of Jordan Wood. I mean, there's, I don't know. What was the score of that match, by the way? I don't know. Because Penn State blanked Lehigh this week. That's 42 to nothing. That's well, Priest didn't wrestle. Um, I'm not sure that, um, what's his face? Scotty tra- Parker. Yeah, oh. Well, Parker, yeah. Kind of Shram. Shram, I'm not sure he's ever, he's going to ever. Parker didn't wrestle, Lehigh did he? Singlet, so. And Parker didn't wrestle, did he? No, Parker didn't. No, Parker's, I, I don't think he's going to wrestle this year either. Wow. I think both of them had some pretty bad injuries. Um, and Karam. You yeah, know, or not Karam, um, uh, who was their 25, the other guy that was wrestling 25 for him? Pharaoh, Pharaoh, F-A-R-O. Oh, yeah. He didn't wrestle. You know, Lehigh's just got some real bad injuries right now, and they just ran up against the buzzsaw, and Mark Hall put it on Cutler. So Man. Surprising. I mean, P- Princeton beat Lehigh the other night. First time <sighs> since 1960. Yeah, yeah, good good point. Um, my Last thoughts on heavyweight. Look, I'm going to tell yeah. you right now. Gable Stevenson is the man. I think he's the clear-cut favorite this weight. Oh, he's definitely Absolutely clear-cut the clear-cut favorite. favorite. You know, the only thing I'm sad about, the only thing I'm sad about, is he is literally one year out, one year off from, I would love to see him in that heavyweight class oh, last Snyder. year. Snyder, Kuhn, those guys. Yeah. If he was a freshman that, and I they're mean, seniors, it, it he's just, probably taken third. It would have been just great to watch. Yeah. Oh, it would have been awesome. You know, great to watch. He's just... He's mean. He's athletic. Where I thought he was, he likes on, to show you how but, good he is. And you know where I thought he was on the smaller side. He's every bit pushing two sixty, two fifty, two sixty. He's two fifty. Yeah, he's not a small heavyweight at all. By the way, we talked about Kassar size last podcast. He weighed in for the Kent State duel, I believe. Yeah, at like two twenty seven. Yeah, pure muscle. That's some so, bitch. Just throwing that out there. You got anything else, man? That was, that was great, man. All right, great. sorry guys. Um, it's late tonight. We're kind of just uh, being goofy off the cuff on some of this stuff. Um, but here it is. Happy two-year anniversary of this podcast, my bro. Happy two years, brother. Yeah. Love you, my man. Love you, too, buddy. We're heading up to Cleveland this weekend to the Walsh the Iron, Iron Man, Man Wrestling baby. Tournament. It's really the only high school tournament we go to. We're more college fans and uh, freestyle fans. But um, but we, we get lo- to see a ton of future college wrestlers. Future college studs right there. You're absolutely right. So. And Nevin Snodgrass, our boy from Fairmont, baby. Shout out. Let's go get that title. Wrestling 170 pounds. Can't wait to see him and Karchula go at it. Oh, that'd be sweet. All right. (laughs) All right. That's all I got. All right. You got anything else? Nah, man. All right, guys. That's all we got for you this week. Hope you enjoyed it. Give us some of that feedback. And as always, don't wind up on your back, bro.